Welcome. This is Jet Dunlap, and you're about to listen to Psychotherapy Episode 8. I want to let you guys know that Episode 7 and some of the other episodes are tonally a little different. I've gotten some comments on the last one about how it seemed very much like motivational speaking. But what I did promise you in Episode 1 was that I would try my best not to editorialize. You're going to catch me at the moments you're going to catch me because I do this project when I feel compelled, when I feel that that little voice in my head is saying, do this right now, there's someone who needs to hear this, and its resonance is powerful. And so there will be episodes that are quieter than others, and ones that are very energetic. Today's episode is talking about rooting for you if you are a character in your own narrative. So I hope you enjoy it. This is episode 8 of Psychotherapy. 4, 3, 2, 1. Years ago, this is about, let's say 10 years ago, I did this, this will surprise you, something for YouTube. You see, YouTube was this video sharing site before radio became the wave of the future. Who would have guessed it? So I was doing this, a lot of stuff on YouTube, but for a while I did this thing called, and it may be pretty funny, I called it Jetovation. Jetovation, like motivation, but with my name. This was at a period in my life where GoDaddy, the domain site, was getting a large chunk of change from me. I, I thought that... Buying website domains was going to be my generation's equivalent of, like, the Oklahoma land rush. Land grab, I don't know what it was called. Those of you from the Sooner State may know what it's called. So, I was buying a lot of domains, and one of them was Jetovation, because at the time I was doing speaking at my day job, and even at a job that I was doing at night, both of them in sales and recruiting. And one of the episodes took place when I was coming back from a run. And I kept seeing on Facebook and Instagram people getting really excited and really charged up about rooting for their team. Football team, basketball team, baseball team. These are people who would wear the uniforms, go to the games, schedule their life around following these professional athletes, achieve great success. And these same people would be having trouble in their everyday life. And so I came up with this idea called Start Rooting For You. Probably wasn't called that, but it was a long time ago. I just said it was called that, didn't I? Start Rooting For You is what it may have been called. Now, I got charged up in front of my iMac camera, and I started saying, it's time for you to root for you. You watch basketball, you watch football, and you pour your heart and soul out to these teams, teams that can't hear or feel you. They don't know your emotion, and then when you're done with the game, you have this lull in your life, and you're not wearing a jacket or a shirt or a jersey or anything like that rooting for your team, the you team. And I thought, that's kind of silly, right? We're spending all this energy, all this time, all this effort, and even money pulling for something that is not us. Now, I have no problem with sports. You know, I, I was hardcore into sports when I was a kid. I left it because it became so stressful that it was like, why am I devoting my energy to something that is stressing me out? So rooting for you, I think, is a part of a larger theme that I dove into more deeply when I was writing a, a book and something that I tackle quite often when I'm writing scripts. And that is, if you are to root for you, we're kind of looking at ourselves in this example as a character in a book or a movie. And what I'll often ask someone when I first sit down with them or someone's asking me for advice is, if you were in a film, would you like the character of yourself. So, quite simply, 
even if you are failing, you know, allegedly, whatever failure means, even if you are struggling, even if you hate your job, if you were watching this person in a movie, would you go, hey, you know what? I like that person. I like that guy. I like that gal. And a lot of people have to think about it for a minute. And I think it's a really good way of looking at your story. Because isn't that what it is? I mean, I went to a funeral recently, two months ago, of my greatest mentor and the greatest loss of my life. My, uh, one of my best friends on earth, my grandfather, a man who taught me how to ride a bike, taught me how to talk, taught me a lot, was just the center of my universe for a very long time. And when we were at his funeral, surrounded by the people who loved him, much of what people say is the story of your life. So when you're looking at yourself, where are you? Now, why is that important? Because if you are a character in a movie, and I can say with certainty right now, you are not dead, or you wouldn't be listening to this. And if you are dead and you're listening to this, please contact me during the day. If you ghost me up at night, I'll be too frightened, so don't do that. So I'm assuming you're alive, so your story is ongoing. The reason this is important is that if this is a story and you are alive, you cannot be a failure. It's an ongoing process. So if you're not happy about where you are right now, you take that pen out and you start writing. Maybe it's not a new chapter, but it's a new part to your story arc. We're able to do this all the time. But I think that a really good way of looking at yourself and your life with a kind of gentleness is to look at where you are in this narrative. Because if you say to yourself, I am A or B, if it's just really polarizing, I am not what I want to be, or I am close to where I want to be, which is much of my life, or I'm just a failure, that's too absolute for a person that's going to continue living for, you know, I mean, who knows? But the point is you're living and you'll probably be there tomorrow. So if your story is ongoing, there is no absolute. So if you started rooting for yourself, you started watching yourself as an actor in a film, And you started saying, as the writer of yourself, I want to put myself in more situations like this. So for instance, the way I look at my life personally is that often I do not feel that I am succeeding in the conventional sense of that word. However, the conventional sense of that word means almost nothing to me because I don't judge my success based on whether or not, let's say I locked down a client or let's say I finished a book or let's say I... uh, got a role or, you know, not like a role at um, Olive Garden, but a role in a film or television project. I look at what I have been doing towards those goals, right? Because if I was a character in a movie, a lot of what we love about those characters is them at their most vulnerable moments. The endearing plea or the turning the life around. You know, every movie has a good character have a villainous moment, right? Every character in a movie or a TV show, especially with the great episodics we have now on streaming, you get to see these characters in less than perfect moments. Of course, just like our own lives, right? Because if the character was perfect the whole time, it would be so boring. So already, you're successful if you're not perfect, because we'd watch you in a movie with more interest if you weren't at this level of perfection that would not be relatable. I think it's a good way of nudging yourself into a direction that you want to go into without that pressure that book titles in personal development or business development have, which is like seven steps to greatness, four steps to turn this ship around. I think that's tough. I think that if I was trying to package what I'm giving to you folks, it's that that's not only very difficult to obtain complete transformation instantly. 
I don't know of a lot of cases where that happened unless great tragedy occurred. One of such cases, really quickly, was my grandfather, my mentor, the one who passed recently, about 10 years ago, lost all this weight. And everyone's like, he's a pretty jolly guy. He even played Santa for the family. You know, had a lot of grandchildren, a lot of children. And uh, he would do it during Christmas. This wasn't an all-year thing. He wasn't some kind of Santa creep. I digress. He went to his doctor 10 years ago. And the doctor said, Charles, if you don't lose weight, you will die. And I, I remember talking to him about this. And he said, so I decided to lose weight for the first time. So other than that example, because that's not going to be a book. A book can't like put a gun in your head and say, hey, you got to write that script. Hey, you got to start that family. Hey, you got to get that job. Here's a gun in your head. A book will never do that, even if they claim to. So what it really is, is nudging yourself in the right direction. And if you look at yourself as a script, just a narrative in general, then at the times where you're not pleased with the way things went in the moment or in the day or in the week or the year, that's irrelevant. Because it's overall, who is this character and do I like them? And do I like where they're going? Are they fun? Are they someone I would root for? This podcast may have been a little different than my other ones, but my main theme was, I just want you to start rooting for you. I want you to start pulling for you. I want you to take some of those energy units that you have that are so precious in your day and really start looking at yourself as your favorite athlete, yourself as your favorite character and saying, yeah, okay, today was tough, but I did everything today the way I should have. And if you didn't say, hey, you know what? I didn't do everything today the way I should have, but I'm going to starting now or tomorrow. And you really can. And I think that's kind of cool. So let's try that out. Let's see if that doesn't work for you. Again, I really appreciate you listening to me. I'm Jet Dunlap. Thanks a lot.